I'm Veronica Gordon. Welcome to Then One Day. From libraries to surf schools to transport, there are more than 9,000 community organisations across the country who are making neighbourhoods better through business. In these bonus episodes of the podcast, we share tips and advice from the leaders of these businesses to support and inspire you if you run a similar project or if you're looking to start one. Community businesses rely on local people getting involved, whether as volunteers, staff or service users. But do you know how to best encourage people from the community to take part? It could be things like referrals, advertising, or making sure your staff team represents your community. My name's Krisha Williams, and I'm the community coordinator at the Bristol Bike Project. And who better to help with this question than Krisha? We heard from her a couple of episodes ago when we learned how the bike project in Bristol gets the city cycling. They have schemes where people can earn a bike by working with mechanics. They run women-only bike maintenance workshops and make money through their bike shop. Here's a quick reminder. So how is cycling and having a bike changing people's lives? Mm. In many and incredible ways, and, and I'm learning new ones all the time, the thing I hear the most and feel the most is the kind of independence of, of movement, particularly at a place like the Bristol Bike Project where you can come and access a bike for free if you can't afford to buy one. Having a vehicle which allows you to move around easily is an incredibly freeing experience, whether it's because you know you have to get to certain appointments or it's to see friends or family or it's to get to green spaces. We also heard from some of their service users who take part in their workshops for women, trans and non-binary people. I've never been on the bike before, but the first time I try it, I feel free, I feel like I'm in control or something. It's just a really welcoming, warm, open environment where women can learn, skill share, get better at mechanics and fix their bike. It's a fantastic organisation. It even inspired me to get cycling. And I was keen to learn from Krisha how the business spreads the word in the community about the work they do. I know the bike project is heavily led by the community and heavily serves the community. How do you get the community involved? So we have a, a wide network of referral organisations, around 50 to 60 organisations across Bristol who know what we do, know about our services and are constantly communicating with people that they interact with to let them know about the services that we provide. We also, it's important to us that people can feel that they can walk in off the street and find out what we do and that they don't necessarily have to come through an organisation. So tell me about the local organisations you work with who refer people to you for your services. Our main referral organisation is Bristol Refugee Rights. The Bristol Bike Project was set up in partnership with them to begin with and they remain our, our main referral organisations. We also work with lots of other organisations in the refugee and asylum sector. The range of different organisations that we work with is, is really huge. So it spans from organisations working with people in, in recovery from drug and alcohol abuse to organisations who work with people who are 
victims of domestic abuse, homelessness charities, the kind of list goes on and on and on. I think there are, there are so many reasons why having a bike might be beneficial to someone that we've just seen that list expand and expand. That's lovely. And you work in a, very, it seems like a very diverse area with lots of diverse organisations as well who send you referrals. How has the organisation tried to ensure that your staff or have you tried to ensure that the staff reflect the diversity of the people that you work with? It's a hot topic of conversation at the Bike Project at the moment because our staff aren't representative of the people that we work with. And what we see is, so we have the community, the wider Bristol Bike Project community. We then have Bristol Bike Project members, volunteers and staff. And what we see is at each level of involvement, we become less and less representative of, of the community. So that's something that we're working hard to address at the moment. We're about to kick off a long process of an internal kind of inclusion and diversity analysis to better understand what is it about our organisation that means that we're failing on that. You know, we do see that with our membership that there is representation there from the wider community of people involved in the different community programmes, but there's a barrier to becoming staff. Give me three top tips for other community businesses who would like to get their community more involved in their business. I think co-op membership is a big one. Being a co-op or finding an organisational structure, which means that you have to do the work to, to bring people in, is really important. We find, so even with what I say there about the staff representation not being there in terms of the wider community. Staff members have the same voice as a volunteer member in, in the Bright Project when we come to making big decisions. And what that means is that people have a strong voice through being a volunteer and there are routes to becoming more involved in the decision-making of an organisation and in the running of an organisation that go beyond being a paid member of staff. So tip number two is providing exciting and supported volunteering opportunities so volunteering for a lot of organizations is the first route for people into being part of that organization all of the staff at the Bristol Bike Project started off as volunteers became members became became staff so it's really important to give those opportunities and to make sure that they are fun and tailored to what people are interested in but also that they're supported with training and development as well because that's a really important part of skilling people up in what might be needed for that particular organisation or community business. So tip number three would be having as open door a policy as possible with the caveats in place that to do that, of course, you need strong agreements in place about how you create a safe space for people to come into. But having your door open and making sure that there's a welcoming face who can talk to people about, about what's going on inside and greet people as they come is a really, really important way of making sure that people don't experience that barrier at the first point of trying to interact with your organisation. So great hearing from Krisha. I hope you found this episode useful. I know that I did. This podcast was brought to you by Independent Trust, Power to Change and produced by Pixiu. We'll be back in two weeks with an episode I am really looking forward to. I'll be joined by several community business pioneers and mental health advocates 
to explore how businesses can better serve the well-being of our local communities. See you then.